What's up, everybody? This is Marlins in-game host, Mike B., and you're listening to Fish Across the Pond, Marlins UK podcast with Peter Pratt. Cheers from the 305. And welcome to episode 95 of Fish Across the Pond. It's a Marlins UK podcast, and I'm your host, Peter Pratt. Joining me this week, of course, lead off Lee Dobbs. Lee, how are we doing? I am as good as always. Good man. Sean Barrett is on the IL, so no Sean this week, I'm afraid. Um, but in the cleanup spot, Rob Newell. Rob, how are we? Yeah, I'm doing really good. I've been practicing my... Uh... Bunts like sack bunt king Richard Blyer. <laughs> it was a nice one he got down finally. The the promo video was worth it for sure from Richie Blyer. So awesome guys. Uh, it's been a mixed week. I'll describe it as very very mixed. Uh, in <laughs> overall, it was a three and four week, which on the face of it doesn't sound bad. Split against the Diamondbacks and a, a series defeat two one to the reigning World Series champs, the LA Dodgers. On the face of it, for me, that is not a disaster by any stretch. But there was a few interesting moments in that week, too, that we're going to dive into, guys. But as well, there's some, some news and nuggets that have happened. And as well, we're going to look ahead to what I think is an absolutely ginormous week for the Marlins in terms of the way that we shape our, the rest of our season now. A quarter of the way in, four games under 500 and six games this week against the division. For me, this is where we turn it on. Or if we don't, it's interesting to see how we go. But guys, let's look backwards first. Um, The split against the Diamondbacks, um, there was, I mean, Pablo got blown up in that one. Um, Aguilar was on fire, as he has been. And as well, uh, Cody Petit had had his debut. And win as well from from Petit and I must say as well looked handy with the bat too so that was interesting um Lee Dobbs looking back at the Diamondbacks a split what was the key takeaways for you on that series buddy uh like I say it was it was uh you know I, I, I think we would have all, all take you know taken a split before before the series so I wasn't too too disappointed especially after losing the the first two I say it was a funny sort of series. Obviously, we had Pablo, who was yeah, he had a he had a rough start, but obviously Aguilar was the you know, you know the key key man. I mean, on the road, he just you know he's on he's on fire. You know, <laughs> it's, it's bomb after bomb. It's <laughs> bomb insane, isn't it? It's absolutely insane. And the funny thing with Aggie, it's he seems to come alive after the seventh inning. Like all of a sudden, it was at the end. He just comes alive, and, but and, the, and and as well, the the pitch where he's getting hold of these home runs, it's that kind of up and and in, you know, that kind of zone. That's clearly Aggie's go zone for sure. But and one of those bombs in particular that you mentioned, it was funny because it was right at the foul pole. He gave it the look, full look, <laughs> and it hit the foul poles for a for a bomb. So that was that was nice, but. Let's let's dig into Pablo because I'm really interested. We've obviously we've had two starts from Pablo this week. The first one that we mentioned was on Tuesday uh, after we recorded our last pod, uh, and he he gave up six. Boy oh boy, the changeup he threw that pitch about seventy percent of the time or something insane. Like I know it's been a real good pitch for him, but I don't think it's it's sustainable to throw one pitch seventy percent of the time, right? Too much. I like Too much. Know. Well, yeah, look, yeah cause the, the, the the hitters will you know will, will know it's it's coming. So yeah, he, yeah, we can't, he can't do that too often. As for he, he did mix it up again on on Sunday, you know, and and had better you know you know outcome. So yeah, I mean, it, it was a, a funny week for him, you know, up and down. I mean, if if you would have said that both Pablo and, and Sandy would have poor starts, you know, in the week, and we'd still go go three, you know, three and four, mm. you know, that's you know, it's good at least that you know. We'll, we aren't on a big, you know, you're like losing streak. It's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, things could have got really out of hand there where, you know, effectively it's a three-man rotation. 
Yeah. And in that three-man rotation, two of the dudes that you, you have, the guys have to win, like the way the Marlins are playing almost or yeah, setting themselves up right now. They have to win those games. I mean, Sandy, we can't afford him to, to, to only go to go an inning or, or, or two. Oh, so boy. It's blown up. And then obviously, the, the, you know, it's a, a bullpen day again, again the next day. You know, it's, it's just, just too much. We, we need him to go sort of, you know, six every night. Oh, boy. I mean, those that, that Dodgers series came, came in strong there. Sandy Alcantara versus uh, Clayton Kershaw. Big I was man. giving it. I was giving up the ultra hype on on Twitter. Boy, oh boy, um, yeah, poor old Sandy got blown up. Listen, Kershaw wasn't exactly, um, you know, he wasn't. He he still gave up a few bombs. Duvall got all of him. Yeah. Um, funny game that one actually. Um, <laughs> but you're right though. As soon as that happened, and Sandy goes an inning and a third, if I recall, yeah. the following day was already scheduled as a bullpen. Like effectively back-to-back bullpen games is it's not optimal for these Marlins, no way. <laughs> so and then, and then obviously the, sun, the Sunday game, as 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 I said off air a minute ago, like yeah, we we were facing their bullpen. You know, they had out had out a real Sunday lineup, and and for the first what was it five innings, we looked just ho- hopeless. Yeah. But then Duval absolutely crushed one. Yeah, and and then we we held on for you know you know a vital win and avoided the sweep. Because well, for yeah for, for a minute there, it, it looked like one of, you know one of those Sunday games that that we we've had all season really. Was was, was that our, our first win on on a Sunday? Wasn't it? Must be. <laughs> Always must lose be. on a Sunday. It must you be can... the first time we scored more than three runs or three or, or more on a Sunday. It's been turgid on Sundays. So yeah, absolutely, it was well overdue that one. Uh, for sure, but they did it the hard way, though, right? I mean, like you said, they were up against the bullpen. You know, the Dodgers are dinged up too. Obviously, no Ballinger. Corey Seager's had his hand broke in the series, so you know that doesn't help. Um, you know, they've got a few guys missing. Um, they weren't looking the strongest. Plus, a bullpen. Next thing is they're two 0 up, and you're thinking, oh god, this could. You know, if you get swept there in that spot. Um, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be great, but you're right. Adam Duvall, that three run blast that was ginormous, um, and then the pen. Rob, for, you know, for me, when I look back at the week, the games that the Marlins have won, they have heavily relied on the pen, and for me, the pen is absolutely shining right now. What about you? Yeah, uh, it, isn't it strange that at the start of the season it became a massive concern like you know oh, we had this you know pieced together bullpen last year did really well and it looks like it's struggling and then they've, they've done really really well and the the case I think really was the the 5-1 win against the Diamondbacks where Rogers again another really good start six innings yes a couple of hits in there but he pulled it through seven strikeouts so what you want is the last three innings to be just cleaned up and and to give Rogers that win, Floro, Bender, Bass in that instance all came in. We criticised Bass and his struggles, but you know if the rest of the bullpen's doing well, that's pulling him up. Anthony Bender, incredible, you know that just strikeout after strikeout. You know, insane, wizard, isn't it? Wizardry. Where where have they found this? Like this is so weird. In in like I, this has completely baffled me. This whole Anthony Bender situation where you have a guy that turns up seemingly, I mean, the amount of scouting and player development and everything that's in the game now, and you have Anthony Bender turn up and just start throwing 97-mile-an-hour Frisbees that are unhittable. Like, how does that even happen now? It's, it's wild, wild. It's interesting with somebody like him, that if, if you kind of look through what, what he's done in the minors, uh, he, he's started a few games as well, and he seems to have bounced about quite a bit. Then when you are kind of one of those kind of, with your bounce between teams or a bit of a trade piece, I think sometimes these players can just get lost. They obviously, in the past, been tried as a starter, didn't quite work, and then suddenly he's developed into this, this wonderful bullpen arm, and that's where I think he's been picked up. He's obviously, I think, probably got lost in the process between the two but yeah. it is just brilliant scouting and we talk about it like Nick Anderson 
Yeah. That's just just guys out of nowhere. And last year's bullpen, everybody was out of nowhere. We had to. I mean, they came off the waiver wire and uh, international leagues and independent leagues. I think last year it was, you know, anyone that could literally throw a ball was was being called up last year. I mean, at one point, I'm I'm pretty sure they'd have had, um, what's his name? The uh, Astadio or whatever, you know, just got lit up last night. (laughs) Um, You know, he he was knocking on the door to throw some innings, I think, for the Marlins last year. But you're right. It is right. Nick Anderson is the, the comp, isn't it? Not in terms of the type of pitchers, but the fact that they arrive seemingly out of nowhere and you're like, wow, who are these dudes? Yeah, and sometimes uh, we talked about Richard Blyer earlier. Again, we, we talked about the previous week, that incredible inning where he came in when it was, you know, bases loaded and nobody out, and he just went strikeout, strikeout, strikeout for a guy who wasn't the strikeout pitcher. We saw it again in that uh, that last game against the, the Dodgers, and we've, we had two disappointing games against the Dodgers, I think is, is fair to say. And as, as you were mentioning earlier, the sweep looked on. But the fact that, you know, we had Pablo with his recovery game. Yes, it was not a brilliant game from him. Again, three strikeouts, a couple of walks in there, quite a lot of hits. Yep. But he still pulled it through. And then Blyer, scoreless. Bass comes in. Floro comes in, has a bit of a rocky time, but still pulls it through. Mm-hmm. Garcia finishes it off. And that, that's, that's magic. And uh, that's not a Marlins team of old, I can tell you that. So the scouting's clearly working. Loving the light, loving how the pen's shaping up. Um, let's just, you know, we're a quarter of the way into this season now. When we look at the additions, both uh, in terms of pen and also maybe some of the offensive pieces, um, of which I guess there isn't a, tons of them, but more so on the, <laughs> on the pen, who's Who's most impressed? Who's the one that's really stood out if there is just one? I mean, you've got in there, what have you got? Well, clearly Bender, Floro, Curtis, Simba, Detweiler. I mean, the whole pen is absolutely brand spanking new apart from Yimmy. So anyone, pick, you know, take your pick there. Duval, obviously, um, you know, in, in the outfields, um, you know, forgot to mention Bass clearly in, in, in the pen. Um, but, you know, have... Is it maybe fair to say that all of these moves have worked to a degree? Like, has there been any failures? I don't know. Go on, Rob. Yeah, I, I, I don't think so. I, the, for me, the ultimate guy has been Yimmy Garcia. I know he was signed, signed last year, but he, this was a guy from the Dodgers who had struggled. The Dodgers, you know, if you looked at any sort of Dodgers fans and their opinion of him, it was a, it was a bit of a joke. Obviously, Mattingly knew him. From the time he obviously had his struggles, but they saw something in him, mm. and you've got suddenly the issue with Bass at the start of the year, and you've got this guy has been brought in, and it's fantastic. I we laugh, don't we, when we, we did the start of these podcasts where we used to talk about you know the, the how Mattingly like his one, two, three at the end of an inning, you, yep. you would have Steckenrider uh, and then um, Barraclough, and then yeah, you 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 then bring. Ziegler at the end, of course, with the, you know, the Submariner. And they, we haven't ever quite got back to that so much, but we've got plenty of options to keep cycling through and they're all really, really doing well and supporting because we talk about the big three arms um, and how well they were doing. We've now seen two of them have real, real struggles this week mm. and you need the bullpen to be there. The bullpen games, I think, are, are hit and miss completely. But, um, yeah, out of all of that, it's very difficult to pick somebody out of that bullpen and think, you know, absolutely wow. But, you know, off recent weeks, you've got to say Garcia because he, he's just, just holding up. He's getting those saves in those key crunch situations. Blyers look fantastic. But all the others have their, their good moments, don't they? You talk about Bender, Floro. You know, they, they all, you don't go in there thinking, oh, no, we've brought in Tozawa. Uh, or <laughs> which Adam Connolly do we going to get today? Yeah, it's it, you feel a lot more confident. Yeah, true. Lee, one other follow up on the pen. Um, you know, we again it's out of necessity, but Jordan Holloway uh, was pitching out of the pen, gave up no runs out of the pen. He's had a couple of starts 
Um, what's your sense of Jordan Holloway, kind of, I guess, longer term? We know there's a need right now for what he has to do, which is go back there and try and give us five. But is Holloway maybe more suited to Penn longer term? Yeah, I think, you know, yeah, longer term, if you're going on to, you know, next season or so, he will be in the pen. I don't know there'll be room for him in the, the like, rotation yet. And, you know, he's not really showing him, like saying, well, when he's starting, obviously, he's still young and that. So I, I think, yeah, his, his best position is going to be in the pen, you know, probably as, as like, the long relief. Like I, say, I mean, the, yeah, I think he does look, you know, look good, you know. He does have, have some good, some good, some good stuff. Just hasn't really worked out yet, yeah. As a, as a starter, yeah. So yeah, you know, you're going going forward, yeah. I, I think you know, you know, once the guys are back, he'll he'll be back in the pen, and you know, you know, next season as well. Yeah, you know, I, I don't think he's gonna have quite enough to ever be a you know like a, a starter when we have have so many arms, you know, in the minors yeah. ready, you know, you know for, for like twenty twenty two, you know, and and you know, like twenty twenty three. Yeah, he's kind of, he, he looks, he's like just on the cusp, I guess. He's one of those dudes, you'd, you know, on any given day, he could give you five easy. And any given day, it could maybe go a bit sideways. Like, I, I guess when I look at him, Nida, you know, I guess Poti, you know, all the guys that have fundamentally started games that have had to. They, they all, they're all in a similar bucket for me. Castano too, you put in there, like, They've got the raw tools, but putting it together on any day is hard. Clearly, I mean, Major Leagues is tough, right? But for me, the one thing that has been, I guess, the, the, the Achilles heel for all of them has been the walks. That's been the problem. They get into walk mode. Next thing is you've got two on, no outs, um, both walks. And then, you know, you get into a bad spot then. And that's that's the thing for me. It's just, it's just trying to limit those walks. But I, I like what I've seen from Holloway, but I... I'm intrigued to see how things play out for him. Um, just you know, more longer term. For 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 me, what about? Well, sorry, I'll pass it to you, Lee. The Bassman, Bassmania, in the seventh inning. That that seems to be now where he's being used. Like Rob mentioned, Donnie likes to. He fits into a pattern, Don. When he finds guys that fit an inning that's where they generally pitch. I know we've got a ton of options and we're, we're doing bullpen games, which makes it tricky, but in your sense now, is Bass locked into this seventh in the main? Yeah, like I say, it seems to me he likes to go with, with Blyer, then Bass, then, then Floro, you know, you know, then Yimmy. That's his his main, you know, you know four guys. Because, I mean, we, 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 we did... I mean, Bass did, did try and close the game again, didn't he? In, in that extra innings again, you know, you know, and lost it. But but again, you know, extra innings is it's hard to to judge those. But yeah, he's still he's saying he's still got the stuff to be a closer. But until he gets that moment again, I mean, all right, he's doing well now. And, and you know, like I said, I think we we found his spot now. Is you know, is is the seventh seventh hand off to Floro? You know, yeah. Then Yimmy, you know, it, it works and. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't there's any need to change it, and I, I I can't see him see him being being a closer again. You know, it's Yumi's now, and even if if Yumi fouls going going forward, I'm not sure he'd turn straight to Bass again yet. Because oh. I mean, every, we've seen him in there. There, you know, yeah, he struggled. He's pitching better though. I think in general, his outings, he looks he looks to be doing what. I was expecting him to be doing at the start, and he's you know, it was, back. So, yeah. So, I, yeah. For me, he's he's looking better. He's pitching well. You know, maybe that seventh inning. You know, the reality is you've got to get in the main. If you're winning a game, you'll need to pitch well in the seventh, eighth, and ninth. So, you know, he's still going to be in high leverage. The leverage hasn't disappeared. So, you know, but I'm liking it. I'm liking. I'm liking how that's shaping up there now with Bassman, and I hope he settles into it. Um, what about um, Rob, Adam Duvall? You know, in many ways, he's come as advertised or he's delivering as advertised, according to Craig Mish's um, uh, scouting report, which was, you know, the average won't be there, but the home runs will come in bunches, which is what we're seeing. Um, what have you seen from Duvall? And secondly, 
Do you think they pick him up, the option on him? And there's like a mutual option, but I think they need to pay him seven million to stay next year. What's your sense on that as well? We were after power, weren't we? And uh, yeah. that's what we 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 missed so badly since that 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 magic outfield was broken up. We've never ever ever had power. We were the the bottom or second bottom out of all the teams in regards to hits, RBIs, especially home runs, especially in the the uh, the Marlins Park playing big. Um, but um, he has come as advertised, and I think it was you, Lee, said something about. Oh, he'll be 220 and loads of home runs. I can't remember, like 30 home runs or something. And that's where he is at the moment. He's 223 and he's got eight home runs. Yes, he's behind Aguilar, who's been on sort of mega, mega hot form. But the, he, that's what he does. And we're talking about that Dodgers game. That's that's the difference, isn't it? You've got somebody who can suddenly make a, make an impact. Um, and, and even, to be honest with you, if you think about it, um, uh, when in the, the game we lost where the the, uh, the Alcantara blow up, he nearly got us back into it again. Um, you know, there was two on on his home run. So it suddenly started to bridge the gap. Before, you would had no chance. And I know we lost. We're still three out. But to, to actually give them a run for their money um, on the game, because you've got somebody who can hit in high leverage situations, I think is really good. So, yeah, he has come as advertised. Do we take up his option? Well, it's so difficult to say now because it really, really does depend on what happens with the Marlins rest of the season. It's interesting. If you look through the other divisions, they're all starting to shape up now. Mm. The last couple of weeks is where before it was, you know, teams going on big runs of form and then falling off. Now there's the, the wheat from the chaff is, is happening. The best teams are rising to the top. NLE still isn't. I know the Mets have had that hot run. And, and the Phillies had a good bit, but they, they, it's still really, really close. The Braves, with all their issues, uh, are still in it kind of thing. So I think if it gets to all-star game around that area and we're still in it, that's when you're thinking about not trading Duval, not trading Marte and keeping them on board. If we get to a situation where it's looking really good come September time, uh, then you are starting to think, right, we've actually got a team here that can compete this year, next year. We will bring in your Bladays slower than you may think. If it's gone wrong, then Duval will be traded. Um, uh, maybe Marte, we've spoken about this before, and you just bring the guys in like, you know, Jesus Sanchez and Bladay to fill those gaps in, getting ready for a year or two down the line where we're going to be ultra competitive. But... Um, so it really, really does depend on the next month whether Duval is the long-term option. But to have some power in there with Aguilar and him is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, that, it, it is. I mean, you've hit the nail on the head there, I must say, Rob, because what were we asking for? We were asking for power. We are asking for that home run threat. And we've absolutely... It, it, it's as advertised. It, it's there. The home run ball is there. Um, it's just, it's not going to happen every day, clearly, but, you know, I, I'm, for me, Duval, he is what he is, but what he is that I didn't expect him to be is elite in the outfield. That's the other thing, the nice surprise. I was not expecting that at all, mainly because I've never watched him in the outfield, never really taken notice. All you see is these, you know, three home run games in, in 2020, but boy, in that outfield, he is... He's rock solid. Um, he must be top three, top five outfielders in all of MLB, I'd say, for like defensive runs saved and all those type of metrics and whatever. So, you know, real nice piece there. Talk to me, though, guys. Uh, Lee Dobbs, I'll start with you. Talk to me about Cooper Loop because it's been... Uh, there's been some interesting body language from Coop. Actually, and Brian Anderson, the two of them, quite similar body language. Clearly, the guys... They're both hitting around 200. They're not having the best of periods. But Coop started to come back around a little bit, it seems. But what are you seeing from them, guys, particularly on Coop? Because when you've got Jesus Sanchez that's absolutely demolishing balls in, in AAA, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. You know, Sanchez looks, you know, ready now, you know, really. So, it, it, you know, it is up to, to Cooper to start start hitting. 
I saying he did. I saying he, he had a better week. His, his numbers weren't weren't too bad. We're still lacking though, you know, the power. You know, we 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 really need him to start hitting some, you know, some home runs and stuff. But yeah. I think it's similar though to to, to, to to all of them. I mean, BA. He's only I know he's been on the IL as well. You know, he, you know, he he only has a couple. Dickerson, I think, has, I think has only got one. So I mean, so we're getting home runs from. Duval and Aguilar, I think I saw they've made up 45% of, you know, of our homers. So, you know, if they're not not hitting them, then no one is. You know, and you know, and that's where 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 like Cooper, Cooper fits in, you know, and BA, as they say, I, I, I know that, that BA has had some, you know, you know, issues where, you know, another park, it would have got, gone out loads of times, mm. you know, in Miami, you know, you know, he's been unlucky. But yeah, you know, you know, like, you know, frustrations are are showing, you know, you know from them. And uh, you know, and maybe with you know, you know, Sant, you know, Sant just do it doing well, you know, you know, the pressure is on them them now. Yeah, well I I asked this question earlier, uh Rob on Twitter. I know you're uh, you're not as active on Twitter these days, but I, I put this question out there as a poll. I, I wasn't guiding the witness. I wasn't giving my opinion, but the question I posed was, is now the optimal time to trade Jesus Sanchez? Um, if you were looking to, and that's, that was all the question I put, the, it's probably 80% are saying no. What are you talking about? Don't be silly. The, the thought process is, is his value now at a moment where you can go and use that to acquire a proven perhaps controllable MLB level player, whatever that looks like. So that was the thinking. That was what was in, in the back of my mind was, could you make that move knowing how much outfield depth we have and how hot he is right now that's raised eyebrows? Could you make that move, Rob? You could do. Uh, and it's only on the basis that it's easier to replace an outfielder uh, than it is, let's say, a, a hot infielder. So the whole Zach Gallen, Jazz Chisholm thing, as painful and as confusing for everybody it was to start with, was because you to get a fantastic infielder, you got to pay. But it's not so much with the outfield. Sanchez did struggle when he came up last year, but it's such a small sample size. Is that that fair? The fact there was no minors, is that that fair? Remember, we traded for him as well. And, um, you know, so he was, you know, a a player well, well thought of. Um, I I would personally say no, because Mm -hmm. I think they have traded him. They brought him in for a reason. And that reason is to that they think he's the future right fielder. So and that's the we we talk about it so much, don't we? We think Lede in left, Sanchez in right and then whoever pops up in the middle, whether it is Monte Harrison or, you know, one of the other guys that comes through that, that long chain of, you know, Connor Scott, et cetera. Yeah. Um, that is there. But it's early days. He is, yeah, as you say, he's at the peak at the moment. And if you can get someone for him, then why not? But I, I don't think so. I think he's quite controllable in, uh, sorry, he's, he's what they, what they want for the long-term future. Yeah, rather than buying in somebody who's controllable. There's other people in 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 AAA they might try, you know. But then again, Lewin Diaz again was somebody they traded for and, and really do think he's the future first baseman. Um, the other ones who are kind of no one else is doing quite as well. Monte's heating up a bit, but he's an athlete. I can't see him trading him either. Well, I mean, it was I wasn't trying to lead the witness on it. I was just purely asking the question because when a guy Let's think back a few weeks ago before the miners started. Jesus Sanchez was almost a forgotten prospect almost, but he was, he's been a top 10 prospect for the Marlins since he's acquired. Um, as you've rightly called out, Rob, he had a tiny sample size in a season where he's just hitting a, the alternate training site, no miners going on. Like it's not optimal for that situation to come up and just start hitting straight away. Like it's tough. And I think he even spoke as well to say he kind of struggled with it mentally too. I think a few of the young guys have said that. I've definitely heard Isan Diaz has said that. Monte Harrison said that. Lewis Brinson clearly has too. Like, you know, it's a big adjustment for these guys to rock up, 
and be expected to deliver. So, you know, we'll see what happens there. I think we're still away from that at the moment. Like, you know, it's still only mid-May. So I'm not quite sure those types of moves are made. Um, but one other player you did touch on there, at the back end of the series against the Dodgers, what did we have? Jazz Chisholm returns. For me, I, I it could be a huge turning point for the Marlins that where Jazz, he's activated straight into the leadoff spot again. Let's think back a few weeks, guys. Jazz Chisholm was hitting seventh and eighth in the, in the lineup. All of a sudden, you know, a few injuries happen. Jazz is promoted to the leadoff spot for me. I'm not sure he's going to move out of the leadoff spot ever. I, I can see him leading off for the, his entire career now, if I'm completely honest. He's, he looks absolutely perfect for that role. But Jazz is back. What well, You know, no, no surprise. He returns. The Marlins get a win. Huge win. You know, it's only one game, but instead of being swept, you take one out of three. You have your off day. You know, all of a sudden, the Marlins have got one of their main star players back, going into a series with Philly, big series with Philly. Phillies are absolutely banged up. I watched that game on Sunday with Philadelphia. Bryce Harper um, was brought in. He can't throw Bryce right now. He was underarming balls in. He, he had to go out there because someone got injured. Um, Scott Kingery. They had no one left on the bench. He said to Bryce, Bryce, you have to go out there in right field. But he was underarming balls in and he was bunting in, in taking that bat. So Bryce is in a bad spot. Rio Muto's in a bad spot. I haven't seen the lineup. The lineup probably is out now. So see if we can get our hands on that, see what the Phillies are doing. But I've heard Didi Gregorius is, is banged up. You know, the Phillies are banged. I mean, the one thing is, though, we're going like against, in the main, the teeth of their rotation. Wheeler tonight, I think Eflin and... Um, I, actually, I think probably Vince Velasquez in the third game, which actually we've seen enough of Vince Velasquez. We know we can get to, to Vince. I'm sure we did last year in that big wild Sunday game, if I recall, when when the COVID outbreak kicked off. Pretty sure that was a Vince Velasquez start. Um, but huge, huge moment that I think, you know, Lee, getting, getting Jazz back yeah, right at this moment, right when we're about to go on a run against the NLE, six games in the division this week. I mean, huge, mate, for, for the Marlins, I think. What about you? No, it is huge. You know, and he gave, gave, he gave an instant spark because you know, he, he led off and, you know, it was a, it was a hit straight away. You know, he, I think he, he got, got got two hits yeah, in the end. Like, like I say, his, his defense is good, but, you know, it's just his presence you know, around, around, around the team. You know, just makes everyone better. You know, yeah, he 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 is the the star that that we've like you know you know been waiting for. You know, yeah, the whole league league is taking notice now. Like saying saying to, to have him back now now for this huge week, you know, it's such a boost. You know, and hopefully we you know yeah, there's more you know more to come. You know, it, so yeah, you know. Like, like, like I say, he, he is our, our main man now. You know, he's been all over the the, the posters for for like the jerseys. You know, mm. you, know you, you you could say that that he is now you know our sort of fran you know, franchise cornerstone you know, already. Uh, he's he's up there. I mean, you know, clearly there's other guys that have been around for a while too. But absolutely, you mentioned there, Lee Dobbs. It'd be wrong of us not to get into it. <laughs> Boy, oh boy, the City Connect jerseys, the City jerseys. Oh, my days. They dropped yesterday. You know, you know, dropping yesterday, the reds, the pinstripes, you know, Cuban heritage in there, loads of, tons of connections to do with Miami and, um, you know, Cuba and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But those jerseys, mate, give me give me out of 10. What are you feeling with them? Well, they're, yeah, they are... They're they ten out of 10, 10 for sure. You know, I mean, like, like I said, saying they are they are perfect. You know, the, the colors colors all all like mesh together. The the pins, you know, the, pumps and the, the logos. It, you know, I think they are, they are the best the, the best jerseys that that the Marlins Marlins have ever had. Wow. You know, and they they are, they are for, for for me they they are they are the best jerseys. You know, and you're not you're not. And I'm ready to to part to part to part with the cash. <laughs> well, if, if Lee Dobbs is is happy to part with his hard earned dough, then I mean, there we go. Um, the, the the bonus we've had, and this is 
for the US listeners, they won't they won't get this. They won't understand. But the MLB Europe shop is synonymously like they're still selling Stanton jerseys on the shop as their lead Marlins product. It's a shocking website. Old that's what I mean. Old logo, standard jerseys. That is, you know, you click on the Marlins, that's what you get. So for them to be stocking these jerseys, for me, I was blown away. I was absolutely shocked. But happy days. I've been straight in. I've got mine. I've ordered a medium. Not 100% sure the medium's going to fit as expected or intended. Still carrying a little bit of lockdown weight. But, um, you know, this if this isn't an incentive to slim down, I don't know what is. But... Um, Rob Newell, what's your view on these on these jerseys, buddy? What we know is they're going to get we're going to get three looks at them this weekend against the Mets, a bit later in into June against the Nats, and then I think a one game uh, showing against the Braves. Yeah, I, I love it, um, and well, especially from my perspective with sports shirts, my my football team or soccer team playing bright green and yellow. So anything always looks good compared to having to wear that, um, but. Um, the uh, yeah, the, there's a. It's interesting saying Lee saying that the, the the best we've had. I think under the you know the the sort of the Laurier days and and over the past ten years we have had not much imagination in in our in our jerseys. I hate that grey one. I don't know why we still carry it. It's terrible, well, isn't it? It's awful, and terrible. it look, looks like you know it is so. We've, we've said, why don't they have the training blue mm-hmm. yeah. as a replace? But why not have the red? Why not have those colours? Because that's the whole thing, isn't it? The, the, they talk about, you know, celebrating heritage. But it, that is celebrated within the colours, that the whole rebranding exercise. So why not have, yes, we, we look smart in the black and smart in the white. But, you know, why not mix and match it up a bit? And um, it just... You know, it's good for the Marlins. They 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 sell loads of jerseys because we all love them, mm-hmm. and we've actually got something that actually looks good. Um, you know, I love it. Yeah, yeah a good ten from me. Absolutely, I, I was straight in, no doubt about it. I actually went and bought mine in the US, um, the US store, and then realised they had it in the Europe store, which caught me off guard. So. Happy days should should arrive the next day or two, which will be ready for the weekend. I mean, top you know top jerseys. I, I really like. I mean, some people look at these and go. The big question, the big quest, question, you know, is though a name. You know, have you have you you cursed someone? Lee Dobbs, I couldn't do it. I went blank. I went blankety blank on it. <laughs> I couldn't do it, mate. I mean, I was. I was all over a, a, a Chisholm jersey, right? I mean, that was the one I was thinking about. But no, I, I held back. I went blank. Nice. So, <laughs> you know, everyone's safe. And speaking about that, guys, let's segue in. A, a, a roster move today. Um, you know, speaking about jerseys and people I have a jersey of. Our man Lewis Brinson going on to the 10-day from today. Uh, that allows Cody Petit to actually come back up and, and start today's game against the Phillies. Um, without that move, uh, an IL move specifically, uh, Petit wouldn't have been able to come back up. Looked nice in his first outing going, uh, what did he go? He went five innings, I think, um, in his first and, yeah. and looked good. Um, but Brinson, Brinson to the IL. Lee, we've seen a lot of Mags Sierra then. Mags is back in the lineup again today at centre field. A lot of Mags and actually had a decent week. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, you know, I actually made a note because I was surprised. <laughs> Those last seven games, he's gone seven, seven for nineteen. So you know, you know, three, six, eight, and his and his last last fifteen games, he's ten for thirty-three. So you know, you know, which is a three, three oh three average. So you know, you know, he, you know, he's coming along. So so maybe it is a it is a case of you know, you know, you know like the more our bats he's got, the more confidence he's got. We just like saying. You know, you know, he speeds there, so you know, you know, you know, for, for me, he's overtaken Brinson now. You know, like, you know, you know, based based on this week. You know, so oh. whether, but you know, we, we we've been here with with Brinson loads of times. Times, <laughs> you know, I'm sure we say yeah you know, every week, but yeah. mate, it's it's so funny how 
how much stuff changes in the space of a week. Last week we recorded it. Brins had just hit a bomb to tie the game against the Brewers. Um, you know, I, everyone was back on Brinson Island. It was getting packed on the island. And then now, you know, he's had a week where he's barely played because he's obviously struggling with his finger on the 10 days. So we're not going to see him now for two weeks, effectively. Yeah. Um, you know, Mags is holding it down. You know, we have, you know, obviously Mags, they can play Duval in centre, but, you know, it's nice to see him getting a run. I think that's the key thing for Mags is, you needed the run, yeah. It's the run, absolutely. Like that, it just, I mean, it just makes sense. You can't just give the guy one at bat every game and expect him to be yeah. hitting 300, right? I mean, he's not, you know, he, he is who he is. The the thing that's funny for me, when I when I think back to last year, um, Rob, when I think of like the blueprint of the Marlins last year, we were just causing havoc on the bases. It was just what we were about. And clearly jazz going down Marte's missing all of a sudden the lineup just it looks slow like that threat seemed to disappear and I feel like it was a real big strength of the Marlins last year and we, we went away from it now Mags is back playing jazz is back in the lineup anyway off the IL um maybe they'll go back to that kind of running game in you know in the next couple of weeks just to kind of get the momentum going again yeah, they, you tend to see that in the lineup where they tend to have, you know, you'll have your Agliar and, and uh, you know, they'll put Cooper and they'll put those top of the players, Duvall, fairly together and then have sort of the lower end sort of being more the running game. But then again, the, the problem we've also had is John Bertie has gone a bit cold with the, the bat. So yeah. he's somebody who you really want on base because, he, you know, he just hustle all the way around if he needs to. So, yeah, that will help, but having having to have that more of that game. I, I wonder a little bit in some of these games where we're used to, we're, we're used to picking up those one or two runs quite regularly. Mm. We talked about that game against the, the Dodgers that, that Duvall got us into after our counter got blown up. If yeah. we'd have had a bit more base running on there, could we have potentially picked up another couple yeah. uh, and, and then put them under massive pressure? So it is something we definitely need, need back into the game. Definitely. Yeah, I wonder if it's partly down to, you know, now there's no de- like if you think of the roster, the way the the lineup was constructed last year, it was speed at the top, speed at the bottom. So you ended up with the domino effect where the lineup flipped. You know, Miggy at eight, maybe Mags at nine. Next thing is it's back to the top. Another couple of speed dudes, um, and it was like four or five guys in a row, and everyone was just running wild. And clearly, you don't have that opportunity now. Um, obviously, Marte's been out the lineup too, which is you know one of the the speedier dudes, and, and Alfaro is probably the fastest catcher out there too. You know, top three, let's say, um, can always steal a bag. But yeah, I just think it's interesting that it's a great point. And actually, just to t- touch on that game you mentioned there, Rob, for me, I was I I felt that was a really interesting game because you give up an eight spot in the second inning on the road to the World Series champs that can go sideways very quick and you can be in, um, you know, Chad Wallach's out there pitching the seventh or whatever. For me, the Marlins and the DNA of this team is that will not happen. The bullpen is too good actually for that to happen now. Like there are, uh, I, I said it on my roundup that there's no passengers in this pen anymore. At the start of the year, I had my doubts over Campbell, you know, that decision was taken out of our hands, but I'm I'm not shocked that Campbell's gone and the pen has solidified even more, um, you know, to what it is. I still have a few doubts over Simba in general. Like, he just, he's the most erratic, I think, in the pen of all of them, but he offers that different look and people like that. But he's the only guy that I have an element of kind of real concern about when he goes out there. Other than that, I'm really, I'm so confident in pretty much everyone there which is a nice place to be in. So, right. Well, let's let's look ahead then to the series ahead. I've actually checked the lineup now. Should have done this. The Phillies lineup was announced an hour ago, so apologies, guys. Um, <laughs> but Harper is in the lineup for the Phillies. So he is, he's in. So that's interesting to see how fit he is. But what they've had to do, Didi Gregorius onto the IL, 
Kingery onto the IL. Riamuto isn't starting. So there are a few guys down, but Bryce is in there. Um, Gene Segura is in the mix. Um, and, and Andrew Knapp behind the plate. So, you know, Philly's a bit dinged. Um, good time to play them. But Zach Wheeler going, and boy, oh boy, Zach Wheeler, um, you know, every time we've seen him recently, he's been tough, really tough. Um, and I think, you know, he's been pitching really well. So I think it's going to be a tough ask. But Lee, in terms of the series ahead, I mean, the week ahead, let's kind of look ahead to two, for me, absolutely critical series and a critical week for the Marlins. How are you seeing these two series playing out for us? Yeah, like, like I say, this is the, the biggest week uh, of the season so far. Mm-hmm. And at the minute, what are we, three and a half games back of the Mets? I think, yeah, if, if we can finish the series, you know, you know, about two games back, you know, back or so, you know, I'll take that. We, we, we just need to stay, you know, in the mix, you know, you know, you know, while, you know whilst we, we wait for, for like, the injuries to heal. Yeah, this is a big, big week. Philly series, obviously on the road. I mean, we, you know, we've played them them well recently. So you know, it gives me me hope. They like you know they're injured. You know, they they've been on a bit of a you know, you know slightly down down streak. So I think we will take take the series. You know, in Philly, because because we got Roger going, Sandy going. You know. I'm sure Sandy will bounce back. You know, he 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 won't have have two rough two rough starts uh, in a row. No, I'd be shocked as well. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think you're right. I think the pitching lines up for for me. Most likely, is you drop game one and then perhaps you pick up two and three and and, and take the series. Um, but you, you never know. I mean, I I just look at the the lineup now and I, it just looks as soon as Jazz is there at the top, it looks so much stronger. Just you just feel. The confidence there. So, yeah, we'll see. So, okay, you're going 2-1 there in, in the first series. What about looking further ahead to the Mets? How you seeing that one? Again, they're dinged up too. Not sure on, on DeGrom and where he's at, but clearly he missed a, you know, needs to miss a start. I don't know if he'd be back. I mean, he loves playing the Marlins. He always seems to be lined up against the Marlins. Yeah, I was not saying that yeah, the Mets are, it's going, to be, it's going to be another tough one. I mean, even if we if we win the Phillies series two one uh, and then we drop the Mets series series two one, you know three three and three uh, in a stretch, uh, I'll, I'll take that. So yeah, yeah, the the, the Mets series will you know, will be tougher and because and you know we seem we seem we seem to struggle with them a bit a bit more. So I I, I say we go three you know three and three on on the week. Yeah, um, you know we lose the we lose the Mets series, but you know, on the on the whole, you know, it, you know, a plus. Well, let me let me just add one other plus for you, right? And this may help influence your purchasing decisions on jerseys. So <laughs> the Marlins are wearing those jerseys for the three games against the Mets. Yes. We have two UK friendly games. The Saturday night is nine ten p.m. our time, um, and then there is a a six ten on Sunday. So we have back-to-back UK friendlies in the City Connect jerseys. Boy, oh boy. You've got to win, win, you know, win on Saturday. You know, UK, UK friendlies, the jerseys, you know, the band will be in. Oh my God, Lee Dobbs' band. band. <laughs> it's just meant to be. Lee Dobbs, if you don't have that jersey on a Saturday night, I will be shocked. I'll be shocked because that's you all over. Cuban Heritage, the band. Yeah. Met series, you know. Yeah. All right, cool. So you've got three and three. Yeah, you know, yeah. three and three is acceptable through the week. Um, yeah. Rob, how are you seeing these next two series, buddy? Uh, it, the difficulty with the Phillies is that they've been really random. Um, <laughs> so I know they've had issues with their, especially with the bats, because like we talked about, um, you know, uh, the problems Real Muto's had um, and Harper with mm. injuries, but they are their two best bats. They're the two hot hitters. Gene Segura also had injury issues. Mm-hmm. So they, they've lost that. The, the bizarre thing is with them last year, they were the, 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 you know, the ultimate bullpen disaster, one of the yeah. worst of all time this year, they've had elements where they have, their bullpen has been incredible. 
or they've won games late on because the bats have, have pulled through late on. It's been other teams' bullpen disasters. So you don't really know what you're getting. And we are actually kind of getting into their better pitching lineup because uh, Wheeler has been um, pretty good. Eflin has been very consistent as well. Um, and then we go to Velasquez, who we, again, has been playing quite well, but we hope, you know, the curse over him continues. So it's just so difficult to absolutely know what's going to turn up yeah. and what they're going to be like. They, a lot of their games seem to go into extra innings. Um, we all see, uh, you know, Dave, UK Phillies, um, you know, slightly drunken um, videos and bits and pieces where he's he's clearly uh, living through that stress. Um, <laughs> Perfect summary, mate. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, it's very difficult. So I'm actually going to go for a two-one loss because I, I just I don't know. I just got a funny feeling we might hit the Phillies when they're actually on form. The Mets, on the other hand, it's a bit of a bizarre one again. Like Lindor's not playing well at all. Um, really, really cold with the bat. They've got Degrom out, but then again, they've been sort of been held up. Strowman's looked, you know, really, really good. Um, um, they've had, um, you know, Tion Walker has been playing about that. These are the the pitches that we thought maybe had some injury problems have really, really kind of held up and and, and gathered around Degrom. But the Mets are the Mets, and they've been on a, a hot streak. It's whether we can knock them off that that hot streak. Or do they get hotter if Lindor wakes up as well? So um, I'm actually going to the fact we can win that one 2-1. So I'm going for a 2-1 loss against the Phillies, 2-1 against the Mets. Petit, though, tonight is a really interesting one Mm -hmm. because that game uh, against the Diamondbacks was fantastic. He'd had one really, really good start um, at Jacksonville where he got 10 strikeouts against the Norfolk Tides. And it was a really, really good performance. We talked last week, it was too early to bring him in. But he's somebody who's who's had, uh, um, he was drafted uh, initially out of high school by Washington, then went back and to UCLA, and that's where the Marlins drafted him from. And um, he's worked his way all the way up. So yeah. from uh, rookie ball to low A, uh, what was Batavia, Greensboro, then Jupiter, then up to Jacksonville. And he's had a, that real good progression. And he starts, uh, there were some years where he had, you know, high ERAs. He was, uh, uh, you know, didn't really stand out amongst some of the others coming through, like Trevor Rogers. But clearly, has really, really ground his way through. And the other interesting thing, the, the, the absence of AAA, what he did do was play in the Dominican Summer League and play three games there. So you've got somebody who isn't as raw, maybe, as what some other players coming up from AAA was. So it's really good to see him got have that uh, that start. I thought he looked pretty, you know, pretty good. Yes, he, you know, they had some some pace with his with his four seam, and he had a change up in the slider too. So there's a little bit of range in there, but it is going to be quite telling tonight. You know, actually, was that just a, a really good one-off start, or is he somebody who can actually hold that rotation maybe a little bit until we get some of the others back up again but he's an interesting uh, one to, to look out for because he's definitely crept in under the radar he has uh, and he deserved it he, he deserves a second go around right I mean basically at the moment the Marlins are taking a scattergun approach to finding guys to start regularly literally just throwing out everyone and just seeing what happens and for me he's been the most successful thus far five innings strong five First start, got to win. You know, clearly, the, you know, I watched that Diamondback series. We've, we've played, we finished the season series against the Diamondbacks and they're really dinged up too as well. Like, they're not a huge offensive powerhouse, I don't, I don't think. So, you know, how does it go on the road in Citizens Bank Park or whatever it's called, um, you know, in, in Philadelphia now? You know, we wait to see on that one. But for me... The confidence was there. I love the fact he had to pinch hit as well the other day. You know, the, in the, the bullpen game where Sandy got blown up, I think that's where Petit um, ended up taking a you know, pinch hit. Absolutely rocket right to, well, Justin Turner. I think it had an expected batting average of about 840, that one. Justin Turner snagged it. But, you know, he's handy with the bat. Wouldn't shock me if he gets a hit or two. Um, you know, 
you're right though, Robbie. It's he's crept under the radar. He deserved his shot. He's got his chance. For me, what's what's to say if he doesn't go another five, you know, two or less earned runs? You know, you just plug him in the rotation for now. Why not? Here's what we know though. Eliezer Hernandez is throwing a bullpen um, or can throw up to 45 pitches today for Jacksonville. He's on a rehab assignment with with AAA. So that's good news. Eliezer's edging closer. Maybe he's what two weeks away, let's say, from making a full return. So he's on his way back. Then you get Eliezer in the mix. Then you just have that one spot to try and mix and match. It's much better than the two spots. Two's too many. Yeah. Like for for a sustained period, it's too many to mix and match of that many. Particularly when you're sending people up and down, up and down. Next thing is, well, who can come up and how do you get them in? You know, how do you get them up? So. Yeah, I'm intrigued to see how it goes. Um, I've already been out there. I think this is a pivotal week for the Marlins. Huge week against two dinged-up teams. I think we go 5-1 and one this week out of the six. 5-1, and one, and we end the week above 500. Ooh. There you go. So, I mean, it's ballsy, but I just think, I think Jazz has arrived back at exactly the right time. And the other teams are dinged up. And I think we'll get in the shot in the arm. We'll be in the red jerseys on the weekend. Boys will be looking good, feeling good and playing good. So I think we across, somehow we win five games in the next six. If they're UK friendly wins, that'll be even better because it's been rather painful, but we've turned the corner on that recently. So, right guys, one final question for you. Then I'll let you both get out of here. Emojis of the week. Emoji, emoji. Lee Dobbs, what have you got for us? Oh, be, be the Flames. Flames for the jersey. Has to be. <laughs> Has to be the Flames for the jersey. Rob Newell? Popcorn for me. I've gone slightly unusual because oh. I think um, it's, a, it's a, a week of really settling back and seeing what's going on elsewhere. Because I think that the divisions are all starting to shape up. And it's really interesting. I think... We've, Give it another week. I reckon next week we'll be starting to talk about the ones that, you know, going into all-star sort of uh, weeks and stuff, which isn't, you know, a, a million miles away now. Nope. Uh, who's going to be the front runners? Where, as I said a couple of weeks ago, absolutely everybody was in it. So, you know, a bit of popcorn, sit back, watch some of the other teams and see what's going on. It is. It's that, I mean, in general, but I think the NL East in particular is a real popcorn division because, I mean, everyone seems to be scuttling. Like, that's the sense. You know, the Braves are struggling, you know. <laughs> uh, you know, was ended up breaking his hand, so he's had a hot start. Next thing is he's broke his hand, he's out for two months, punching the dugout because he's not had a good start. I mean, that's a Mets type of thing to be doing. What's what's going on there? But, you know, they're, they're in bad spot. Yeah, According to Dave, the Phillies, I think you you hit the nail on the head on the Phillies, I must say, Rob, in your assessment of them. They are random as you like, so inconsistent. And from one day to the, the next, you just don't know what you're going to get. Truly, you don't. Um, this is the first time we've we've played them this year, isn't it? Yeah, we haven't seen the Phillies yet. So it's really random how we've, we've played the Diamondbacks and Giants, you know, already six times. And Brewers. Yeah, we haven't even, even played, you know, played the Phillies once yet. <laughs> Yeah, I no, I, I agree, mate. It's, it was weird scheduling for that one. But anyway, uh, I'll finish up with my emoji. And it's actually, you know, for me, the biggest news of the week is these jerseys, the city jerseys. But I'm just going to have the Cuban flag for the Cuban heritage linked to these, these Marlins jerseys. They are uh, such a buzz on Twitter yesterday. It was a lot of fun. Uh, if I was going to choose a second emoji, I would have chose the beer emoji specifically linked to one of the funniest Twitter threads I've seen in the past few months um, for the loudest Marlins fan. Hope you're listening, buddy, uh, with his um, <laughs> with his tweet around, come watch, um, you know, come come enjoy a, a Marlins lager, question mark, and watch some baseball, question mark. Taking, I think, uh, an ambitious shot on Twitter, which was, which was pretty funny. A lot of people picked that up and it's got a lot of buzz. So, yeah, uh, Marlins lager have had fun with that. This game... Uh, Brewing have had fun with it and Marlins Twitter in general has had a lot of fun with that one too. And there's a t-shirt available on Teespring as well if uh, if you want to pick that one up uh, with, with Come Have a Marlins Lager. So 
Yeah. There we go, guys. That's 95 in the books. I'm really excited for the week, guys. I'm really, really excited. I love playing in the division. I think what I've realized is, yes, it's, you know, it's interesting to see the Diamondbacks and the Giants and the Dodgers, but really in interdivision series, they just have a different look and feel. The juices will be flowing. The jerseys will be flair. I think the Marlins have a good week. All right, Lee Dobbs, Rob Newell, thank you as ever, guys. Um, Really appreciate your time and insight. Uh, Guys, we'll be back uh, next week, of course, next Tuesday, as always. Um, So to everyone, uh, enjoy the week. Uh, Make sure you pick up your jerseys. Make sure you pick up and enjoy your Marlins lager. And uh, stay safe. Be back next week. Thanks, guys. 